And the foundation is so important because that is where we take our bearing for, from. And we've looked at the fact that Jesus is the cornerstone. Uh, you take your bearing from the cornerstone. Every building you see, as big as this building is, the direction, the bearing, the shape, the architect originated from one, one block. So the cornerstone is very important. The foundation of a building is very important. I think I actually asked one of my friends, um, who is also a member of this church, Gavin White, who is a counselor and serving the community. Gavin White told me that if the foundation of a building is wrong, you can do three things. One, just decorate the building, leave the foundation, and in a few months, the building will collapse. And I don't think that's the right thing to do. He said the second thing you could do, many of you would never think this is possible. Do you know that they can lift this building up, reinforce the foundation, and put it back. But it will incur a lot of cost. Um, you know, trucks, big caterpillars to lift this building. And it will last for some few years, but it will still collapse because you didn't deal with the foundation. He said the last thing you need to do is probably collapse the building, excavate the foundation, and lay the foundation again. I want to say, as long as we have life, it is not too late to start with a good foundation. Because when you know you start to build on a good foundation, it's going to last forever. And Jesus says, the words I'm saying to you, you know, uh, that anybody that puts it into practice is like a wise man uh, who built his house on the rock. And I'm going to be talking about elementary teaching today, which is part of the foundation. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 11, verse 3, Psalm 11, verse 3, that if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? And I remember the last time I came, I was looking at the wise and the foolish builder. Uh, can we just look at Luke chapter 6? Luke chapter 6. The last time Lukundo was preaching to, she talked a bit about this Luke chapter 6 from verse 40, 46. I think I, there are slides for this. Okay. Okay, so if we can't get the slides, we've got our Bibles and we've got our phones, isn't it? Right. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. 
Don't let us talk about the foolish builder. Let's concentrate on the wise builder, isn't it? I don't want us to talk about what he did because we don't want to pattern our lives after him. But verse 48 talks about this wise builder. He dug down deep. 3D. He dug. You know, it would have been good to say, oh, the guy just dug down. The Bible says, he dug down deep. One of the issues in life, and especially with our spiritual life, please always think of these three, three days. Don't assume anything. Dig down deep into what you believe. If you believe that God wants us to serve, dig down deep. If Jesus is Lord, dig down deep. When I heard that Jesus could heal, I said, I'm going to dig down. I will believe when he heals me. So I lay hands on myself. That was 1979. Lay hands on myself, prayed for myself, and I was instantly healed. Since 1979, there is nobody either dead or alive that can convince me that Jesus doesn't heal. Some of you were here, you know, I had a bone growing at the back of my tendon four years ago. And uh, I went to the consultant. It wasn't, I had faith. And they said they're going to do an operation. So they, they did an operation on my left leg to remove the bone. And I was off for three months. Some of you saw me in boot. Two years later, the same bone was growing in the right leg. And I went to see this consultant. They did a scan. And they said, you know what? <laughs> you know what to expect. We are going to remove this bone again. So I said, mm, I'll pray about it. And I just, I don't know. I just had this faith. And I prayed about it. Honestly, for three years, I've not had a single pain in my right leg. Because I know Jesus heals. So we need to dig down deep. But our message today, which I'm going to rush, like you know me. <laughs> Some of you are laughing. Elementary teachings. Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 11. Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 11. So if you have your Bible with me, okay. Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 11. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, chapter 6, let us move beyond the elementary teachings. You see, it didn't say let us discard the elementary teachings. It says let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death 
and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permit, permitting, we will do so. Amen. Very powerful scriptures. I'm not going to be uh, dissecting it as much because we'll be looking at this at the belonging cause when we do the belonging cause. So you have to come to the belonging cause to really get the meat of the message. So I'm just going to summarize. Elementary teachings are necessary. They are like the, you know, like, they are like the foundation that we cannot omit. Now, the Bible says from verse 11, chapter 5, we have more to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. I gave you the definition of understand or understanding. What is understanding? What is under your standing? What is the basis? What is the ground for what you are doing? Your decision-making, where is it coming from? Your worldview, your perspective, your opinion. What you say, what is the under to the standing of it? That is very important. And it says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Hmm. When you look at the word elementary in chemistry, we were told, when, when you divide it into two, you see element. Right. Element is like the basic, right. the simplest thing yeah. about either an object or an organism. Right. Yeah. So even in Christianity, there is the basic thing about our faith that all of us must understand and those are the things that will actually inform our faith and what we do for Christ and our spirituality. When it comes to, there's another word, teaching, you know it says elementary teachings. Teaching is like an accumulation of knowledge of concepts through a process over a period of time that makes you to acquire a skill to be able to function. (laughs) Some people are talking about the differences between teachers and lecturers. They say teachers, they, 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 they make you to acquire skill. They go through things with you line by line. But lecturers, they just lecture you. <laughs> they just lecture you, tell you what to do. They just give you knowledge. If you like, do it. If you like, go and find the facts. We are talking about elementary teachings. Brothers and sisters, we need to expose our lives to concepts about Christ. Truths about Christ from the elementary, like from the foundational level. And then you can build upon it, line upon line. And over a period of time, that will form your decision making. That will form your outlook in life. That will form the way you function. Actually, the way you speak, the way you behave, and your attitude in life. 
and is based on Christ. The Bible now says that some of you should be teachers, and we are actually teaching you. He used an example of an infant. Oh, I had, uh, <laughs> he said, you need milk, not solid food. I had a serious, uh, when we had our first uh, son, or a, you know, from age zero to age six, you have this after meal, isn't it? <laughs> Baby food. Yes. It's from zero to, oh, my son is uh, it's going to 22 now, so sorry that I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Be gentle with me when we get home. <laughs> you know, you have this after meal, zero to six. Six months. So when it was about either eight months or one year, I don't even know. My wife said, oh, go out, please, uh, when you are coming back, just get uh, after meal from the supermarket. Me, that I didn't know whether there is a zero to six, six to one, one to, I just bought one. So when I got home, my wife looked at it. This is zero to six. Your son is nine months. Oh, I almost knocked my head. What kind of man am I? And I'm a father. She was telling me, yes, it was important for him to take it when he was six. But the formula changes as he's maturing. Some people should be taking two years milk. You are taking after meal formula is zero to six. The composition is different. I didn't know that they have formulas, they have compositions, they have nutrients. God is saying, why are you staying for two years under the elementary teachings of after meal from zero to six? I felt so bad that day. I, what, what kind of father am I? I didn't even check. I, you know some of us sometimes, fathers, I'm very sorry. Probably I'm a typical father. I just went to the supermarket. I can see some of you laughing. You know what I'm saying. I just went to the supermarket. Is it after meal? I just took after meal. Don't go to God. And just ask God for after meal. Ask for the meal that suits your formula, your age, you know, your, your maturity in Christ. But you see, my child will not grow if I gave him two years after meal. So the elementary teachings of after meal was in zero to six. So as soon as it's growing, it can move on to six to 12 months. So God is saying, don't stay there where you are. What has changed? So the first question I want to say, elementary teachings, what has changed about your spiritual life? Is your life just constant? What you do is a routine every day. Nothing is improving. Nothing is growing. You know, in biology, we were told about cell, cells, yeah. tissues, and organ. Mm -hmm. A cell is the elementary structure yeah. of an organism. Yeah. Everything you get in an organ, you get it in the cell. You have the cell membrane. You have the mitochondria. Okay. Even the DNA is in there. The cell is the tiniest you know, structure of an organism. And everything that is in the cell, you find it in an organism like you, in your organ. Actually, your DNA is inside the cell. 
everything that you do, everything in an organ, everything in a tissue, all the characteristics in a tissue or organ, they are found in a cell. So the cell can grow. The cell can reproduce just like us. But when you go and see a doctor, a doctor will now not go back to biology when he was at GSS. Oh, what is cell? What are the characteristics of cell? Cell at the biology level was good. That was elementary level. But you have moved on to be studying organs and tissues. So God is saying there are some elementary, uh, elementary teachings. Don't discard them. They are like foundations. But you should have moved on by now. Is that okay? So let's look at some of those things that says we should have moved on from. One. <coughs> Thank you. It says, therefore, chapter 6, verse 1, let us move beyond the element, elementary teachings about Christ. Can you imagine there are some elementary teachings about Christ that we should move on from? We don't need to discard them, but we move on from them. And be taken forward to maturity. It appears to me as if God is always happy when he sees his children maturing. How many parents are here? Oh, I even, sorry, thank you. Parents are here and you want your child to remain at one week old. You start, you do, do you know what you will do? You will rush your baby to the hospital. And when you get to the hospital, a child that is supposed to be one year old and is seven, seven weeks old, that child should be in intensive care unit. God himself is not happy that when you should have grown, you are still checking some elementary, uh, elementary teachings. I want to chip this in if you don't know. I, and I like this about God. Do you know, I was talking about cell. Do you know that your body, as you are sitting down now, produces two million red blood cells every second? God is so good. As you are sitting now, your body has produced probably 10 million red blood cells from the time you're hearing me about talking about red blood cells. God is so good. God, I pray for anyone here who has blood problem. Uh, you that you can make ourselves, our body to produce two million red blood cells in one second. In one second, you can heal the sick. Uh, so I therefore pray for every cell, every tissue, every organ, whether on those who are online or anybody sitting here who is sick, God, I pray for healing. Uh, you, have, you can produce two million cells in one second. You can also heal people within one second. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. You are healed, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So what's the first one? Repentance. It says move on from repenting. You repent today, you fall into sin. You repent today, you fall into sin. It's as if you are just zero day old. Let's move on from repenting. Let's be saved. We are saved once. Let's move on from there. Turning back to God, you turn to the world. You turn back to God, you turn to the world. 
He says, move on from there. Face God squarely. Lord is here, who is my very good friend. You can bear witness to that. I really find a striker scoring in his own scoring his own goal. We have own goals, but it's by mistake. But you really find a striker deliberately dribbling his teammates and facing his goalkeeper and then scoring a goal. You don't find that. Why do you keep turning here and turning there? You're repenting, God forgive me. Move on from there. Let's forget about sin. Let's forget about unrighteousness. Let's forget about those worldly things. And let's move on to spiritual things. So he says, move on from repentance. They are fundamental things. What's the second one? Faith in God. How is your belief in God? How is your trust in God? The Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Do you have hope for anything? Do you have hope to see our community changed? Do you have hope to see yourself that the Holy Spirit is moving you to do mighty things in your community, in your family, in your nation? Do you have faith to see that God can lavish you with unparalleled wisdom that will solve many problems in our generation? Do you have faith that God, you are a business person, God can bring billions of pounds into you that will make you to advance the purpose of the kingdom? Don't ever give up, my friend. Just because of what you are going through now doesn't mean that is the end of your life. Have faith in God. Nothing is impossible with God. Don't tell me that joy will not come in the morning. So don't live your life based on what you are going through now. Hope for the future. Hope in God. Have faith in God. What's the third one? It says, instruction about cleansing rites, about baptism. The Bible says we are baptized in Christ. So if you have been baptized in Christ, you can do that physically. Some of us, we keep delaying. Uh, well, I will do it next week. Next week is I will do it in two weeks' time. In two weeks' time, I will do it next year. Some of us, we have not been baptized yet. Water baptism is a manifestation of the reality that has happened inside, that you are manifesting outside and saying to everybody, I've been cleansed. If you only do water baptism, and you are not baptized in Christ, you are only swimming and you are only washing your external body, my friend. So the reality is, first of all, that Christ is inside you. And then you want to manifest that, or buried with Christ, and you rise up with him. Don't delay, my friend. Baptism in water. That some of us are battling with, we are contending with, is an elementary teaching. After meal is zero to six months. What's the next one? The laying on of hands. I know our generation, we are evolving. Gen Z. And we don't want anybody to lay hands on us. Laying on of hands is very powerful, my, my friend. And I know that as a physiotherapist, I used to call this hand a miracle. A miracle hand. I've known how, I don't know how many people have used this hand to heal with back pain even as a physiotherapist. 
Laying on of hands is very significant. It brings blessing. It brings healing. It says, if you lay hands on, your, on the sick, they will recover. Lay hands on your husband. Lay hands on your wife. Lay hands on your children. Prophesy to them. Let's speak good things into our children's life. Speak good things to your friend. Speak good things to your neighbor. And laying on of hands is very good for ordination and commissioning. I'm, I'm trying to round up. Two minutes and I'm out of here. The next one is the resurrection of the dead. Elementary teachings. One of them is the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> Those who have died in Christ, they are going to rise up one day. My mom, my dad, who died in Christ, my dad gave his life to Christ two years before he died. I'm going to see him again. There is life after life. Don't let anybody deceive you. There is life after life. We had the, the news of one of our brothers in the church who died on Friday. Uh, he's been in the hospital for a while, Amos Ayanlere. He died on Friday. He went to be with the Lord. But one thing that I have hope for, I'm going to see him one day. Jesus says, I'm coming back for you. There is resurrection. Amen. This is not the end of things. And the last one, it says of eternal judgment. God is going to judge the world. God is going to judge evil. I was very sad. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? A policeman in Thailand went to a nursery school where there were two-year-old kids sleeping. You know, I just, I just couldn't imagine it. You just saw a two-year, some sleeping, and you just shot him, shot her. In Thailand, 37 people. There's evil in our world. How will you, because you are the president of a nation, use your power Look at the houses that were destroyed in Ukraine. It's happening in Yemen. It's happening in Ethiopia, as I'm talking to you now. We are only concentrated on Ukraine. There are wars everywhere in the world, in all the continents of the world. God is coming to judge evil. There is eternal judgment. We are going to stand face to face in the presence of Christ one day. So don't think everybody doing evil except they repent and give their life to Christ. So please don't forget these elementary teachings about repentance, about faith in God, about baptism, cleansing right, about laying on of hands, about the resurrection and the eternal judgment. These are elementary teachings that we should dig down into and from there, we are not discarding it, but we are moving forward onto maturity. God wants us to be matured. What's the last Bible passage I want to give us before I go and sit down? Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Please hear what God says. 
This is not what angels are saying to you. This is not what I'm saying. This is not what Paul is saying or Moses is saying. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer. Hmm. Who has redeemed you? Who has saved you? The only one of Israel. I am the Lord your God. It's as if God is giving his signature. I'm going to teach you what is best for you. Wow. I don't know. God is saying, me personally, <laughs> I'm going to teach you what is best for you. You don't even know what is best for you. Oh, I feel so comforted when I was sharing this verse with, in the family yesterday when we were doing our prayers. God wants to teach us what is best for us. What's the second thing? He will not just teach us what is best for us. He's going to direct us in the way we should go. Please, let's expose ourselves to these elementary teachings. Let's give ourselves, let's be willing to attend the belonging course in November. Let's give attention to it so that we can all grow from there as a family and see ourselves matured in the Lord. God bless you.